There was a woman who had been suffering for, from hemorrhages for 12 years. She had heard about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. For she said, if I but touch his clothes, I will be made well. Immediately, her hemorrhages stopped. I speak to you in the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. I remember in elementary school walking down the sidewalk to one place or another with my classmates, and we would step over the cracks. You couldn't step on the crack. We were very superstitious back then. And so I found myself walking down Canal Street in New Orleans a couple of months ago, and even at my age, I still avoid the cracks (laughs) and the sidewalk. And so I was doing that going down Canal Street, and my kids noticed, and they joined in. And I said, you can't step on the crack or you'll break your mother's back. That's what we would say when I was little. And so they were doing that, and then they got great joy out of stepping on the crack and watching their mother go, oh, oh, my back, my back. So yes, even now, I avoid the cracks. It's just ingrained in me, I guess. One of those superstitions. We're superstitious people. Think about all those those superstitions. I actually Googled this. Superstitions. Don't walk under a ladder. Don't break a mirror. The other day it started raining and I had an umbrella in my hand ready to open it, walking through the house, immediately get outside and then open it. So don't open an umbrella in the house. Throw salt over your shoulder. I'm sure you've done that. There's the one about the black cat, you know, can't cross the road in front of you. That's, that's bad luck. So we are superstitious people, and there is no more superstitious sport than baseball. <laughs> Tuesday night, I called my mother after the game. And she said, I went to the store, came back, and we were winning. And I said, well, you know what you got to do now, Mom? You got to go to the store. I don't care if you, if you even need anything. Go and walk around. That's what you got to do. From here on out, you've got to go to the store. This week I was talking to a parishioner, and he said that her daughter took a bath. And her husband and son wouldn't let her out of the bathroom. (laughs) So we are very superstitious people, especially in sports, especially in baseball. And think about all those little superstitions. You see people often crossing themselves before they get on the mound or after a touchdown or something like that. So I've been thinking about superstitions this past week. Not just because of baseball, but because that word, superstition, it appeared in my sermon preparation. In antiquity, it was thought, and it was a common thought, very widespread, to touch someone with divine power would heal you. It was a superstition, widespread and common. 
that if you touch someone with divine power, it would heal you. So I want to talk about the gospel lesson within the gospel lesson today. This woman who has been suffering, who has been suffering from hemorrhages for 12 years. It is probably my favorite healing story. It's a lot different from the other stories. Usually Jesus reaches out. But this woman, she reaches out. What drives her to do this? Is it superstition? Is it that superstition, that widely held belief in her day that if you touch someone who has power, you would be healed? Or was this woman nameless? Was she a woman of great faith? Whatever it was that drove her to do what she did, we see her desperation. She is literally reaching out. She is literally reaching out for hope, trying to grasp on to Jesus, trying to grasp on to hope. This woman was shunned by society. To have her illness deemed her unclean, deemed her an outcast, deemed her other than. Yes, she was a Jew, but she was also a foreigner. She could not participate in the life of the community because of her illness. She could not participate in the synagogue. Two things that often keep us going in bad times. Our community, our friends and family, and our church. She could not have any of that because she was deemed unclean. Because of her illness, she also was considered a disgrace because she could not have children. We are told that she is financially strapped. She has been through the ringer. She has seen physicians, been put through a lot. This woman is living a death. In Judaism, blood is the source of life. Blood is the source of life. She is literally losing life and has been for 12 whole years. She has no hope. She is at the end of her rope. She is desperate. But she has courage. She breaks through this crowd, which is a no-no. Because if she were to touch someone, that person would be deemed unclean. So she is breaking all societal and religious rules and norms. She breaks through this crowd. She has heard about Jesus. She's heard about his healing power. She reaches out and touches just the fringe of his cloak. That is all she needs. That is all she desires, just to touch the fringe not to grasp and hold on to him, not even for him to see her, but for her just to touch his cloak. What faith, what determination, what courage. In Mark's gospel, this is the first woman. This is the first woman to approach Jesus. I think she deserves a feast day in the life of this church. 
such courage, such faith, such determination when the odds are stacked against her. And she is healed. And she is restored. She is healed of her ailment. And she is restored into the life of the community. She is restored into the synagogue. With one touch of Jesus, she receives life. She is restored. Because that is what our God does. And it doesn't take us breaking through a crowd. It doesn't even take us reaching out to receive that divine healing. Because we all need healing from something. We do. Everyone here needs healing from something. Whether it be spiritual, physical, emotional, we all need healing from something. But God reaches out to us. We don't have to break through the crowd. We don't have to reach out because God is always, always reaching out to us. At this very moment, in the midst of whatever it is you're going through, God is reaching out, calling us, sustaining us, nurturing us, drawing us close. Because God is not far off, but God is closer than our next breath. Reaching out to us, wanting us to be healed, wanting us to be made whole, wanting us to have peace from our struggle, from our pain, from whatever it is that is holding us back from being made whole. That divine healing is accessible to all people. At the end of this story, Jesus calls this woman daughter. He brings her into the fold. She is that one out of the 99 sheep. And Jesus, by calling her daughter, brings her back into the fold. Brings her back in to the life of the community. Brings her back in to the life of the synagogue. Jesus' divine healing power, it knows no limits. It transcends all boundaries. This woman who was an outcast, this woman who was other, this woman who was disgraced is now a part. Because that is what Jesus does. He is continually drawing the circle wider, including those who society says it is not okay to include, bringing them in to the flock, bringing them in to the fold, calling them son, calling them daughter. Jesus' love and his healing power knows no race. It knows no creed, sexual orientation, religion, political party. It knows no ethnicity. It knows no gender. Jesus' divine healing power is blind, and it is accessible for all. Jesus calls to you, son. Jesus calls to you, daughter. Reaches out to you and says, be at peace. Be whole. Be made well. Amen.